Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. But I'm broke and the good Lord knows the reason I'm just a cowpoke From Cheyenne to Douglas, all the ranges I know For drift with the wind, no one cares where I go Got a dime in these old worn out jeans So stop eating steak and go back to beans I'll pick up a ten spot and press it I know Just riding the Bronx in the big rodeo Evening and springtime, a filly all fine, and I may stay all summer with her on my mind. But I'll never be branded, never be broke, for I'm a carefree range rider in a drifting When the snow flies in autumn, I'll head back down south And it's north in the summer if it don't come a drought But I never do worry, I never have time I'm just too busy living this free life of mine Lonesome but happy, rich but I'm broke, and the good Lord knows the reason I'm just a cowpoke. Mr. Gary McMahon and his song, Cowpoke. Good Thursday morning from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. In Albuquerque, New Mexico is our co-host, the lovely Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. It's great to be here. Well, it is great for you to be here. We've kind of missed you a couple of times this week, this month. Uh, so. Well, you know, I got that vaccine, and uh, it worked really good. It just, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> uh, well, we're still waiting for our second one, some apprehension. And, uh, and now, thankfully, they're making that vaccine available for 12 to 15-year-olds. So uh, yes, our youngest... Yes our youngest will be able to get her vaccine. So it kind of feels good to get that done. And uh, we're going to encourage, yeah, we want to encourage folks, if you have not had your COVID shot, to go ahead and do that, if not for yourself, for other people. So anyway, 
How's your weather in Albuquerque? Oh, we have another enchanting day here in the land of enchantment. Beautiful blue sky. So far, not super warm. It will warm up. But uh, you know what's really fun is we're starting to see the hot air balloons. Um, If you get up early enough, you know, you have to get up early. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But we had a couple early appointments where we had to, you know, get out on the road. And one day there were like 14 of them. And we still they still take our breath away uh i think we break for balloons it's not a good thing for traffic <laughs> but it, it so startles us to see them you know <laughs> wow, wow um but yeah they're 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 out and about again so wonderful well, that's cool that's cool i hope the balloon festival out there takes place again this year so many things yes, are put is. off for it's- covid but it's starting to to loosen up we've got more gigs that are taking place and People are getting out, and, uh, uh, you know, it's not 100% yet, but, but hopefully if everybody does what they're supposed to do, we'll be able to do that. We have a phenomenal show today. I have been so looking forward to having this first guest on the show, and, uh, and I posted this week that we are welcoming one of Western Music's most beloved entertainers. Who is that? Oh, my goodness. We have Peggy Malone standing by, eager to come on. <laughs> All right. So we're looking forward to visiting with Peggy during the first hour on Campfire Cafe. And then in the second hour on Saddle Up America, our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole. And we have an interesting topic for today. So be sure to stay tuned in for Saddle Up America. But right now, let's to a great song. It's a classic that Peggy has done. You will know this one. This is Cowboy Sweetheart, and when we come back, we'll be talking to Peggy Malone today on the Campfire Cafe. I want to be a cowboy sweetheart. I want to learn to rope and ride. I want to ride on the plains and the desert. Out west of the great divide I want to hear the coyotes howling While the sun sets in the west I want to be a cowboy sweetheart The life I love the best Adio, lady, oh, adio, lady, oh Adio, lady, oh, lady, oh, lady I want to ride old paint going on the run. I want to feel the wind in my face. A thousand miles from almost city lights going a cowhand pace. I want to pillow my head near the sleeping herd while the moon shines down from above. I want to strum my guitar with no lady. Well, that's the life I love. Adio lady oh, adio lady oh, adio lady oh, lady oh, lady Adio lady oh, adio lady oh, lady oh, lady I wanna be a cowboy sweetheart I wanna learn to rope and ride I wanna ride on 
Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Cowboy Sweetheart, performed by today's guest, Peggy Malone. Peggy calls Fruta, Colorado her home and entertains regularly there at senior and nursing homes and restaurants. She entertained on the famous Chief Joseph Trail Ride in the Great Northwest and is a regular act at many cowboy music and poetry festivals and gatherings across the West, including New Mexico's Cimarron Cowboy Gathering begun in 2014. She is well known for her audience participation numbers and enactments. Peggy won an Emmy Award for her song, Singing a Cowboy Song, which was featured in the PBS special, A Night at the Rodeo. Her most recent honor was to receive the 2019 International Western Music Association's Curly Musgrave Silver Buckle Award. I called on a few of her friends who have all been featured guests on Campfire Cafe and who have shared the stage with her over the years and asked them to tell me a little something about her. Susie Knight has this to say. She is a little bundle of dynamite, a powerhouse of energetic, energetic musicality, a showman's showman, Western style. Her lengthy, memorized repertoire allows for special requests and includes the treasured country western tunes and love songs from the 1960s and 70s. Her rich alto vocals are pleasant and pitch perfect. She's 100% professional, and she's got the it factor down pat. Personally, I look forward to every opportunity to sit in the audience and behold the stellar talent of Colorado's own Pick and Peggy Malone. Poet Dennis Russell has this to say. Pick and Peggy Malone brings so much joy to everyone she comes in contact with on or off the stage, always doing for others, and you will never see her slow down, a true friend. And rounding it all up is poet Tom Swearingen, who added, what can I say? I followed her on stage a few years ago, and believe me, that wasn't easy. She left the audience in stitches, in tears, and various combinations of both. So energetic so talented, and just so much fun to be around the best. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, making her first appearance, the incomparable and multi-talented Peggy Malone. Welcome, Peggy. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeepers. I, I thought I might have been listening to my own eulogy there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you better be careful, Peggy. Mind. Several, yeah, several people have said they'd like her to do their eulogy, but... Uh... We, we're going to wait on that, okay? Okay, yeah. please. We'll, we'll wait on that. So, so good to have you with us today. I have been looking forward to this for a long, long time. 
and uh, oh and I I told you before the show started I had this vision of uh, Peggy Malone as Shirley Temple today, <laughs> and uh, so tell us how you got started performing. What age were you, and and how did you get into the, your musical career? Well, I always played, you know, uh, the guitar in the back steps of my house, and my mother would give cookies out to the neighborhood. <laughs> that, that was my um, that was my first real audience. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I just, uh, you know, loved playing the guitar, and and uh, just uh, anybody would listen, and uh, my mother would uh, give them treats, you know, fried dough because we're Italian, you know. I might have an Irish name, but I'm purebred <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Uh, gosh. Well, so I understand you have a musical family. So tell us a little bit about your musical family, and, and did that influence okay. you any? Well, you know, they, they do say it's in the blood, and I do believe that because it's been passed on to my own kids. But way before before that, my mother always told me that Jerry Gray, whose real name was Graziano, was her first cousin, and and he wrote String of Pearls and Pennsylvania Six Five Thousand. Oh wow! And he was um, Glenn Miller's um, arranger, and wow. the reason why he wasn't on the plane when, unfortunately, Glenn Miller's plane went down, is because he had a very bad cold, and Glenn Miller says, "You stay home and get better," and that wow. saved his life. Imagine that! Wow! Wow! Yeah. That's what a blessing! Yeah. Yeah. yeah really. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it just runs in the family. That's what I wanna wanted to say. <laughs> well, okay, all right, all right. So when you actually started doing cowboy music, how old were you? And maybe where was your first gig? Well, I always had Western music, cowboy music, in my um, classic country. I just because I always loved it. You know, I was a Dean okay. Osborne, Roy Rogers fan, like just about everybody at my age was. And um, I was singing on the Chief Joseph Trail Ride when this cowboy poet named Ray Lashley came up to me, and he he says, "I I got a poem I'd like to do," and and um, so he he got up, you know, on my break, and he did a couple of I think he did the Strawberry Room, and um, that became my became my friendship with the Western Music Association because he said you would fit into that Western Music Association, which is now the IWMA. And yeah. um, he said, you ought to join it. So I did. And that was the very first year of it, I think. So oh, wow. I was very happy. Yeah, that's wow. how it started that mm-hmm. I got that connection. Wow. Yeah. Where, was, where was that first one? Was that down in, uh, was it Arizona or where was that? Oh, no. The... Um, um, you mean the trail ride that I was in? No, the the IWMA, the First Western Music Association. Oh, Tucson, Tucson, Tucson. Yeah, Arizona. Oh yeah, yeah, went, yeah. Went to Tucson yeah. quite a bit. I loved it down there. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, you've seen quite a few uh, Western Music Association conventions then, since you were there mm-hmm. for the first one. How has Western music changed, if any, Peggy? Oh, I, I think it's what's changed is we've got a lot of beautiful young artists coming up. In, for instance, we know our lovely Kristen Harris and Mickey Daniels. They started right. off as kids, and we saw them grow into this beautiful entertainment uh, 
personalities that they are. And I just, and oh golly, just a lot of beautiful families have joined in, and we hope that continues. Because it's, well, just, pretty, um, it's great to see the youngsters, you know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, it makes me feel real old because Mr. Mickey and, and Kristen both have been guests on the show since they were just teenagers. Now they're both married yes. young ladies. I mean, it's like, I, know. I feel I feel old, don't you, Bobby? <laughs> well, they keep us young. And, you know, Peggy, it was so fun to see you at Kristen's wedding. You and I uh, chatted a little bit in the ice cream line a couple times. Oh. <laughs> Go figure that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, that was such a that was such a fun occasion. And, and with all of us not seeing each other for a year, um, it was sort of like old home week. We got to, you know, we, we got to, we got to visit with, with friends. Um, there was no convention this year. So, you know, Christian's wedding was kind of the place to, <laughs> the place to see, the place to see everyone. <clears throat> really fun. Oh, it was wonderful. Wonderful. And when she rode in on that horse, I just oh thought, my that's gosh. my cowgirl. Cause you know, we started a, a club, Kristen and I years ago, oh, a few years back, we did a, uh, a cowboy show in Cortez, Colorado, and uh, okay. <laughs> you know we're kind of short, so we started a, a club called the Sawed Off Club, <laughs> and you have to be under five foot two. Yeah, and I had these little <laughs> little um, plaques made of a saw out of gold paper, and it said Sawed Off, and I pinned it to everybody who was under five foot two, and so that's our club. If you ever see one of them, you know. Christian and I started that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's great. too funny. That is too funny. That is too funny. It is. Well, let's get to let's get to some more music, and come back and talk more with Peggy in just a moment. Right now, we're going to kind of honor your home state of Colorado, and this is one you did called Adios Colorado. We'll be right back oh. on the Campfire Cafe. Oh. 
saddle bags are packed and we're set to go. Farewell, Rocky Mountain. I will miss you so. No more to hear the If he'll notice that we've up and gone. Colorado, Colorado, how I miss my rocky It was hard to say goodbye. Adios, Colorado. Peggy Malone from her album, Singing a Cowboy Song. Peggy, um, as I look at the wonderful playlist that Gary pulled together today, and which is a surprise to you because we, we like to not tell you what we're going to play. <laughs> Yeah, three of of the songs are original. You wrote this one, and then there'll be two coming up later that you wrote. And, you know, I've seen you in performance many times, and you are just a dynamic spitfire. You're just a hoot, and you're just all energy. But I think what I've mostly heard are your wonderful cover songs uh, that you do. I don't know that I realize that you're also a very talented songwriter. Can you tell us a little bit about your songwriting process? Um, how well, how do the ideas come to you and so forth? Well, I, I like to write true stories. Now, that song you just played, um, it really kind of choked me up still because um, we had to move to Arizona, and I had to leave my beautiful ranch in Colorado because my husband has this great idea to start a business in Arizona, you know. But um, <laughs> and it was very sad for me to leave Colorado. So that that was a true. I wrote it as a poem, and then my friend mm-hmm. Nona Kelly Carver, that you probably know, is a great cowboy poet that lives right here in Mesa County. She said you ought to put that to music. So I did, uh, and I just had to have somebody suggest that and. Um, my songs are, are always written about true events. I just can't seem to just write a song for no reason. It has to be a real, has to really inspire me. Like the, mm-hmm. like the armadillo. Now, that really inspired me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of those funny-looking creatures on the way to Oklahoma, and, and there they were, <laughs> all these different positions. <laughs> and uh-huh. So funny. You know. It was funny. It was true. So we wrote, my friend Kay uh, Johnson and I wrote that in the front of the pickup truck as we're driving to Oklahoma to pick up a horse. Uh-huh. <laughs> well. well, now, I, and I have one other question while I, while I have a moment with you, and that is about your guitar. It's, it's, what about Do you it? just play, is there one one guitar that you play all the time? 
Um, I, I'm a person who doesn't get rid of guitars and get new shiny ones. Um, I've got an old Epiphone in 1957 model, and um, I've had that forever. And it's starting to look like Willie Nelson's guitar. (laughs) 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 And for other years, I I went to my guild, my F50. One time I called it an F150. I said, no, that's a Ford. That's a Ford, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, because of my back problems, I went back to playing my Epiphone because it's a couple of pounds lighter. And um, it Uh has a neat neck. It's got a nice, thin, skinny little neck that's easy to do my bar chords on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you, does it have a name? Have you named it? <laughs> Earthy Bell. Earthy Bell. That's Earthy Bell. Yeah. Earthy Bell. Okay. Uh, yeah, Earthy oh, that's Bell. That's great. That's yeah. great. When my daughter was born, somebody wanted to name her Earthy Bell just for a joke, and I, so I, that kind of stuck in my mind, so she became Earthy Bell. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that's great. You want to lock me up yet? <laughs> no. No, but since you mentioned your daughter, do you want to tell us a little bit about um, Beth, right? Is it sure. Her name? Sure. She's a Broadway yeah. tell star. Tell us about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's a, she quite a, quite a star. She was just on TV last week in a show called All Rise. She was one of the uh, oh. jurors. Uh, not jurors, but one of the witnesses and uh, almost didn't look like her because they, you know, they kind of play her down for the certain roles that she plays. But my favorite is to see her in a musical because she, her musical comedy, just knocked your socks off, you know. So that, yeah, she's quite a gal. And waiting for Broadway to open up, and and she's doing other shows. She's done a lot of um, internet type um, teaching while while this COVID thing was going on, uh-huh. and. She's got a. She's got shows coming. She just did one in Aspen, um, this all woman show, and she's she's just something else, I'll tell you. But to meet her, she's just so down to earth, and she loves her horse. Ah, <laughs> uh, she was in the original cast of Hamilton, right? No, no, no. She, she oh. was not in Hamilton, but um, she's friends with the you know the star of Hamilton. I never can say oh, his name okay. right. Now. And, okay. Um, okay. He met him at the uh, stage door and did one of his songs with him and brought the brought the outside crowd down. It was real. She knew all the words. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. That's cool. So that's what you probably saw on, on the internet. Yeah. Oh, that could be. That could be. That's cool. How fun! You must be very yes. proud, Mama. Yeah. I am. I course, my I got three boys too, and they're doing pretty good themselves. So, yeah. So oh, you got an anniversary wow. tomorrow, Bobby Jean, I heard. I do, but you have one coming up also. My goodness. Yeah. Shall we ask Boy. how how many years? How many years for you coming up? Oh, fifty nine years and we came to Colorado for the first time in a fifty nine Ford. Convertible oh, wow. with the top down. Wow. Red wow. upholstery. Oh, oh wow. That's a great yeah. story. That's great. Yes. So were you what, like twelve when you got married? <laughs> Actually, eighteen, my dear. Now you know how old I am. Okay. <laughs> hey, but listen, I'm still alive, and you're not going to put me down. <laughs> there you yep. go. There you yep. go. Yep. Well, happy anniversary yep. to both of you, ladies, and and I'm celebrating my eight month anniversary. So I know. And congratulations we'll... for you and thank Mary you. Kay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Love you, you Mary but, Kay. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, gosh, I got a long way to go to catch up with you ladies. But anyway, let's get to another great song. It is one called Strawberry Rona. Everybody knows this. This is the song you did on the Chief Joseph trail ride. And uh, we'll be back in just a minute to talk more with Peggy Malone on the Campfire Cafe. Well, I was hanging around town, just wasting my time. Out of a job, barely earning a dime. When the speller steps up, and he said, I suppose, you're a bronc rider by the looks of your clothes. Well, he figures me right. I'm a good one, I claim. Do you happen to have any bad ones to take? He said, I got one, a bad one to buck. Throwing good riders, well, he's had lots of luck. So I get all heads up, and I ask what he pays to ride this old nag for a couple of days. He offers me ten, and I said, I'm your man. I seen a pony that I couldn't stand. Well, he said, get your saddle, we'll give you a chance. We hopped in the buckboard and we rides for the ranch. I stays until morning and right after Chuck. I go out to see if this outlaw could buck. Now out in the horse corral, just a standing alone, is an old caballus, a strawberry roan. His legs are all spavered and he's got pigeon toes. Little pig eyes and a big Roman nose. Oh, little pin ears that touch at the tip. A big 44 brand is on his left hip. Sway back down a unit and a big lantern jaw. Well, I could tell right away he's a regular outlaw. So I get the blind on him and it sure is a fright. Next comes the saddle and I screws it down tight. Then I jumps on him and I lift the blind. Get out the way, boys. He's gonna unwind. Well, he sure's a frog walker and he heaves a big sigh. He only needs wings for to be on the fly. He puts his old belly right up to the sun. He sure is a sunfishing son of a gun. Well, I turns over twice, and I comes back to earth, screaming and a-cussing the day of his birth. Now I know there are ponies that I cannot ride. Some of them's living old, they haven't all died. Oh, but I'll bet all my money, the man ain't alive, who could stay on old strawberry when he makes his high dive. That's Strawberry Roan, Peggy Malone. We're talking with Peggy today on the Campfire Cafe, and I'm listening to that and listening to your expression as you're going through it. You had to do school <laughs> plays and different things oh, growing I, up. I love that. That's my, To me, a cowboy poetry gathering isn't complete unless you do the Strawberry Roan, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 
is right. Can I comment on Gary McMahon's introduction song that you played, Cowpoke? Oh, you can. That was now oh, that was the best cowpoke I've ever heard, Gary. That was great. I love your yodel. <laughs> My husband's <laughs> crazy about his music. That's his uh, favorite gosh. entertainer. Yep, there we well, go. Just had to give him Gary, a plug. <laughs> Gary, Gary is a good guy, a good friend, and always enjoy having him on the show. So it's probably been a year or so since he's been on, so we're going to have to have him back. But you were talking about his yodeling. Uh, what about yeah. your yodeling? What about your yodeling? Well, when did you get started yodeling? Well, I, I, I used to try it in the car so the coyotes wouldn't howl. <laughs> <laughs> and I always tell the people in the audience, yes, true story. I, I'm not fooling you there. Um, but I always tell folks, and they ask me, how do you learn to yodel? I said, well, have you ever fell into the cactus? And I said, when you fall in the cactus, you go, hey, hey, right? And then they, they get it. They understand what a yodel is all about. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, I've tried. I don't do too well at yodeling, but uh, but you do a great job. You do a great job with yodeling. Uh, you, you are probably like a lot of folks. This year has not been the best year in the world for getting out and performing. Um, right. But I know that you, you perform a lot in, uh, I guess, nursing homes, assisted living facilities. I yes. started doing that. Well, I started way back when we lived in Castle Rock, and my daughter was only like, oh, two years old. And I yeah. started going around to our local nursing home, and, and it became a habit. I went like 20-something years in Castle Rock, and I, I would bring my daughter once in a while, and she'd do a little Shirley Temple song, and so <laughs> that got her exposed to the music business, you know, and um, it's just it's just wonderful. And I'll tell you a little story, if it's okay. My All daughter, right. Is, is it okay? It <laughs> is. There was a little old lady, my very first nursing home, um, there was this little old lady in a wheelchair, and she never showed any emotion. I thought, really, she wasn't hearing until I did You Are My Sunshine, and I saw her little mm-hmm. lips moving and her foot tapping, uh-huh. and I thought, well, I'm, I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. I'm hooked. And just mm-hmm. before the little darling, they called her grandma, just before she passed away, the family asked me to go to her room and four hours before she passed I did you are my sunshine and by golly her little lips were moving and her foot was tapping Aww. even then oh so wow. I was hooked. wow I was hooked wow yeah, mm. yeah, it's, a great, yeah. it's a great feeling you know yeah well pretty special I've I've done that uh where I've gone to the nursing homes and, and sang with friends and and to see the response People yeah. that otherwise are just non-responsive, and suddenly they may start clapping their hands, or they may start mm-hmm. humming along. Which it's just it's just kind of a special thing. But thank you for yeah. taking the time to do that, and I know it means so much to the folks are, that are being well, entertained by ways. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it does. I got one does. tomorrow. I got one tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. Well, just put my mother in an assisted living facility with her husband Ooh. a couple of weeks ago. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a very social gal, so she's getting along pretty well with everybody. Oh, so that's a good sure. thing. Maybe so let's do a little let's do a little yodeling song. This is called Love Song Uh-oh. with the Yodel. Is this one that you wrote, Peggy? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I, I wrote that when I was visiting my mother, who had, at the time was living in Florida, and she 
He said, anybody can yodel. I said, oh, I don't know. I'm not that good. So I said, I love a song with a yodel. He said, well, do it. And I did. <laughs> and that's where that so came was, from. <laughs> there was your title right there. Well, let's take a yep, listen to Love Song it. with a Yodel. And we'll come back and talk more with Peggy in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe with Gary Holt and Bobby Bell. I just love a song with Just give me a song with When I was just a little girl my mama used to say, girl, you play that guitar well, but I need more today. I sing them songs like tumbleweed, they just suit me fine. But then I got to thinking, I need more than words that rhyme. I just love a song with Sometimes my day is full of stress when everything goes wrong. But all my worries disappear when I, I yodel in my song. Now, folks, you ought to try it, too, and you will plainly see. The world will seem a better place if you yodel Traffic jam. This lady cut me off real quick. My brakes I had to slam. I looked at her and she looked at me, afraid at what she'd see. I just waved and shouted, Howdy! With a Hold a lady, 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 hold a
Malone teaching us how to yodel makes it sound so easy with her love song with a yodel. Um, Peggy, you know, when you're on stage, there's often um, uh, a lot of antics that, that go on around you. <laughs> really? And, and we, yeah, and we in the audience are never quite sure, you know, what's Peggy up to? So one of the things I've noticed over the years is you 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 like to have a, a pony uh, with you, and you'll often encourage uh, other performers to have a, a pony. Um, I saw you at the Cimarron Cowboy Gathering, um, I think during uh, the song El Paso. Um, there was a little stage play going on at the same time, and Jim Jones was riding one of these um, ponies. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your your stick ponies and and how did how did you um, how did that that come to become part of your your stage persona? <laughs> well, I've got this little lady at the thrift store here in in Fruita, Colorado, and she collects me these stick horses, and I've got all shapes and sizes and colors and. And I just put them to work because they kind of talked to me. Get me out of this box and let's do some fun. So um, when I went to Cimarron, I, I brought several of them along with me. And, of course, I, I'm the kind of person I don't really know what I'm going to do until I look at the audience. And I think that happens to a lot of entertainers. Well, this audience was ripe, if you know what I mean. They were just ready for fun. And I saw, oh, and I thought, who could ride this stick horse and be, be the good guy? And I thought, Jim Jones, woohoo! Hi, Jim. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> of he's, ever since he's done that, he's kind of shied away from me, but that's okay. And, um, and R- Randy Houston was the bad guy. Of course, um, the the good guy ends up shooting the bad guy uh, on stage. And of course, Randy, being a clown that he is, he kept shaking his leg, and I kept telling him, "You're dead. You're not supposed to move." Because <laughs> the song, you know, El Paso, you, you know, they shoot the bad guy and. Right. Of course, the audience, audience to laugh, it makes my day. I just, I just love the audience because, you know, I'm when I go to the nursing homes, I make sure I look in everybody's eye. I don't want anyone to feel not included. So that this song brings the audience right into the into your heart. You know what I mean? And when they're That's laughing, right. oh, you know, I mean, they do the work. I just do the singing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I, re- I remember that because Susie Knight, I think, was part of the oh, stage yeah. act, and she she kind yes. of played, um, you know, Felina. the gal, um, yes, Felina, and I thought, wow, that is so clever. And then the guys around the ponies is like, oh my gosh, oh yes, yes, of course. Now when Felina has to kiss the cowboy goodbye, you know, one little kiss and Felina yeah. goodbye. You know, of course, he yeah. shook his leg a little bit there, too. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just love it. Well, you had yeah. some characters um, that were working that one, didn't you? It, yep. It was the best yeah. that was ever done. And by golly, you can all see it on the Internet if you look up El Paso. Oh, we'll do that. We will <laughs> yeah, do it's that. There. It's there. It's there. I see. <laughs> I see you you are scheduled to be back at Cimarron um, in August this year. So happy that that event's going to happen again. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. St. James area, you know, in in Cimarron Mm -hmm. is is just a fun area, real cowboy town. 
Mm-hmm. The real cowboy town. Yeah, yeah. and the, the St. James Hotel, you know, so cool, so much history there, and, and even a potentially, uh, I think, a room or two may be haunted, but a very, very oh, yeah. fun vintage, you know, hotel, a lot of history. Yeah, yeah, very fun. I love it. Yep. So, Gary, what do you want to play next? We're going to do another classic song, and it's her oh. version <laughs> of Streets of Laredo. So let's take a listen Ooh, to Peggy's Streets of Laredo, and we'll be back and talk more with Peggy Malone and Bobby Bell on the Campfire Cafe. Did you take lessons 
how did you develop the skill that you got? Oh, no. I just um, let it belt it out. My mother always just, sang around the house, you know, so it, it just was the natural. It's a natural. Big well, that's a, <laughs> that is a pretty pretty nice gift that you've got there. So we talked about Beth, and, and I believe I saw the other day that Broadway is going to start back maybe in September. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah, as far as I know. But I yeah. don't know if she's is in anything yet. She's always auditioning for something. Um, she was uh, Molly Brown when they closed down Hollywood, and they hadn't. They weren't only like halfway through with their commitment on with an off Broadway, and it was boy, she did Molly Brown so great. Uh, we we were so glad mm-hmm. to see her the week before they shut down. Yeah. yeah. So you you get to New York occasionally to see her perform. Oh yes, she makes sure we get there. She's a good gal. All right, on the plane and everything. (laughs) All right, well, you know how Don Edwards feels about New York City. No, (laughs) he'd rather not be there. (laughs) But but New York's pretty cool and Broadway's pretty cool. So, so did you and Beth? (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I understand. Did you did you and Beth sing some as she was growing up together? Oh, you know, I, I would. Well, actually. When I had my lounge job in Denver, she'd come in once in a while, and we'd do, oh, just a couple of songs together, uh, like Dream and Silverthorn Mountain, where she could do some harmony. And um, she usually just kind of likes to listen. And her Mother's Day card was really cute this year. She she gave me a card that said it had two acorns on it and said, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was cute. That was cute. That you know, is she, pretty cute. She, she does her thing, and uh, and I support her, and she lets me do my thing, and and um, you know, kind of hides when I'm on. No, I'm only for. No, no, <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe yeah. that. Uh, gosh. So, what kind of gigs do you have coming up? Well, tomorrow I, I'm, I'm going to do an outside nursing home, uh, actually assisted living out in Grand Junction. They're finally they're so happy that they are got permission to have me at least come do a show outside. And ho- yeah. hopefully the Colorado weather will continue to be beautiful because it's a 3 o'clock show, and, um, 3 to 4, and she's going to bring a lot of chairs outside, and we're all excited because I get to see my buddies again. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. Well, do you have any gatherings that are coming up? Bobby mentioned Simron. Do you have any gatherings that are coming up soon? Well, um, we're supposed to go to the little town of Nucla, Timber sometime. I don't have the date in front of me. And uh-huh. also Durango's gathering. I'm part of the Durango gathering um, the end of September and beginning of October. And then don't forget, in November, we have the Western Slope Cowboy Gathering right here that myself and Terry Nash have um, started. And That's great. The first weekend. Yeah, first weekend in November. And by golly, it is great. And we got Jim Jones and his whole band coming this time. It's going to be one heck of a show. All righty. Well, Jim's a lot of fun. And uh, and I got to meet him for the first time up at the Cache Valley Gathering a few months ago. So. Oh, really? He'll be, he'll be bringing Ruby the dog with him, I'm sure. You'll have to watch oh, for that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> that you go on stage with the dog now? 
<laughs> he does. He does. Oh my goodness, wanna, that's new. That's new. Yeah, yeah. I want to get in another song real quickly. This is called a cowboy song, and this is another one that you wrote, didn't you? Right. That that's the one that got me the Emmy, which I'm kind of happy about. Got something to show. Yeah. And, yeah. Singing a cowboy song. You bet. Give it how a try. You, <laughs> how did you come to write this one? Well, I don't. I don't know. I it just came to me, and um, actually, when I was doing the recording in my son's studio, um, I needed one more song, and thank goodness I included that on the CD because he used it in the um, PBS special um, Night at the Rodeo, and and um, I guess it, it it was like it's simple, you know, singing a cowboy song is a simple song. Oh, I know what happened, why I wrote it. The sun was coming up in Colorado, and it cast a beautiful glow on the mountains surrounding the valley that I live in, live in the Grand Valley. And I just, yeah. and that, that's what inspired me. Yeah, All right. it was the um, sunrise. Thank you. That, that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, inspired an Emmy-winning song. This is a cowboy song by Peggy Malone. We'll be right back. Thank you. Give me mountains. Give me prairies. The smell of sagebrush in the dawn. Give me rivers flowing freely. And give me a cowboy song. I've got my horse. I've got my saddle. I've got a song down in my heart. I've got the good Lord who rides with me. And I thanked him from the start. He gave me mountains. He gave me prairies. The smell of sagebrush in the dawn. He gave me rivers flowing freely. And he gave me this cowboy song. The mountains, I love the prairies, the smell of sagebrush in the dawn. I love the rivers flowing freely, and I love to sing a cowboy song. Yes, he gave me this cowboy song. Well, that is the Emmy Award-winning A Cowboy Song performed and written by our very special guest today, Miss Peggy Malone. Peggy, you've just been too much fun. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining Thank us. You. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Well, love having you. Been looking forward to it. And I know our audience around the world would love to find out how they can get your music. So how can they do that? Oh, my goodness. 
just um, post office box 482, Fruita, Colorado, 81521, and you, I'll send it to you. I have two different CDs, and you betcha. Thank you All for right. including that. Thank you. Well, you're very, very welcome. So you have just been a ton of fun. And uh, uh, is there any way to follow your tour schedule? I know that you're on Facebook because you and I have been friends forever. But do you, do you post anything about your shows that are coming up on Facebook? I usually do. Yeah, i got kind of a big mouth. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love Facebook because, you know, so many people are on there. And, and I... And but by the way, I only keep lighthearted things on my Facebook. There's never anything. It's supposed to be an uplifting day for you when you come on my Facebook. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> finding uplifting things for a change. Well, you've been a yeah. joy to have on the show, and we look forward to having you come back again and visit with us, okay? Oh, anytime. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome, and we're going to close out this segment of the show with Little Joe the Wrangler. We'll be back in just a moment with Saddle Up America. Little Joe the Wrangler will wrangle nevermore. His days with the Remuda, they're all done. It was long about last April when he rode to our camp. Just a little Texas stray and all alone. It was long late in the evening when he rode into our camp. On a little old brown pony he called Shaw. With his broken shoes and coveralls, well, a harder looking kid you never in your life had seen before. Well, his saddle was a southern tack built many years ago an old case spur from one foot idly hung and his bedroll in a cotton sack was loosely tied behind and a canteen from his saddle horn he'd slung he said he had to leave his home cause his pa had married twice and his new ma beat him every day or two so he saddled up Beauchamp one night and he licked his shut this way. For he tried to paddle now his own canoe. He said he'd do the best he could if we'd only give him work. So he didn't know straight off about a cow. So the boss, he cut him out of mount and he kind of put him on. And we knew he liked our little stray somehow. We taught him how to herd the horses, learn to know them all, and to get them in by daylight if he could. And to follow that chuck wagon, and to always hitch the team, and to help the costing narrow rattle wood. Well, we driven to Red River, and the weather, it was fine. We were camped out on the south side by the bend. When a norther started blowing, and we called the extra guard, for he took all hands to hold them cattle in. Now little Joe the Wrangler was called up with all the rest. 
and barely had the kid got to the herd. When the cattle they stampeded like a hailstorm round they flew with all of us a riding for the lead. Between the streaks of lightning we could see a horse ahead. It was little Joe the Wrangler in the lead. He was riding old blue rocket with a slicker o'er his head. He was trying to check them leaders in their speed. We got the cattle milling and they sort of quieter down. The extra guard back to the camp did go. All but one of us was missing and we all knew at a glance it was our little Texas stray, poor Wrangler Joe. We found him there at sunup where old Blue Rocket fell in a washout some 20 feet below. Beneath his horse mashed to a pulp, his spurs had rung the knell for our little Texas stray, poor Wrangler Joe. Now little Joe the Wrangler will wrangle nevermore. His days with the Bermuda, they're all done. It was long about last April when he rode into our tent. Just a little Texas stray and all alone. Just a little Texas stray and all alone. Time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be visiting with our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister, today. Stay with us. Bet you never heard of Marshall Dillon say, Miss Kitty, had you ever thought of running away and settling down with your married maid? If I asked you twice and begged you pretty please, she'd have said yes in a New York minute. They never tried to not, his heart wasn't in it. So the kid says he rode away, he never hung his hat up. I get his play. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. I'd be wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cattle ride. Filling the young girl's heart. Just like Gene and Roy, singing those campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. Might have had a sidekick with a funny name Running wild through the hills chasing Jesse Jane Ending up on the brink of danger Riding shotgun for the Texas Rangers Go west, young man, haven't you been told? Colorado's full of whiskey, women and gold Sleeping out all night beneath the desert stars With a dream in my eye and a prayer Should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll 
Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt, joined by our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell, and welcoming back to the show for another Thursday. I think six years, Robert, you've been with us now. Welcome back to the wow. show. Wow. Six Time years. goes quick. <laughs> Thanks so much. Man, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Now you're making me feel old. You know, when you think about it, you could be. You know, <laughs> you're not as young as you were the first time you were on the show. I'm telling you. That. No. Oh, uh, gosh. You know, I was just thinking about that. You know, the first show that you were on was uh, was a show that the first guest on the Campfire Cafe was my wife, Mary Kay. And then had really? You. Yeah. I just that just hit me. Yeah. Well, How about that? Nifty. That, that, that's pretty darn nifty. <laughs> well, that's kind of kind of unusual. So yeah. anyway, how you been this past month? I've been seeing uh, some been posts well. that you're been. doing on Facebook. Looks like you've been riding a mule or something. Uh, occasionally here and there. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah we're we're getting Coco the 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 jumping bean together. So and yeah, ever when you're looking for. You're waiting for a package from FedEx. You just type in that uh, that tracking ID number, and you just keep hitting refresh to see where it is. Where it is, yeah. <laughs> As you're waiting oh. for it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've been doing that all week, and it's supposed to be here this afternoon. So Coco's uh, her, her own saddle today. Oh, oh this is saddle day. Okay. That is yeah. exciting. Well, I saw something else. I saw something else was new. Looks like you've got some new fancy eyewear. Yeah, yeah. Um, Getting old is not for sissies, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, and and every time you get, you know, a new prescription, you know, you got to get the new lenses and and the new glasses. 
And uh-huh. I tell you, these progressives, they're, they're better than the option, I guess, but it, it takes me a good, you know, a good day or so to, to trip and stumble and be real careful around steps. <laughs> uh-huh. I know, yeah. I know what you yeah. mean. I know what you mean. So it's real funny. The first time that I, that I needed um, bifocals, I decided I did not want to spend the money for progressive lenses. I was not vain enough not to have the little lines, you know. Oh, okay. And so I, that's what I ordered. And then about two weeks later, I went back and got the progressive lens. Like, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Oh but, my! Oh yeah, gosh! <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotta have them. Gotta have them. Yep. I get tickled. It's... I get tickled because I have a brother that, um, a younger brother that cannot read unless he has his reading glasses on. Oh, and okay. so he's always grabbing for his reading glasses to be able to read something. It's like every mm-hmm. five minutes he's grabbing for these glasses. <laughs> and my wife just walked in and she has hers on top of her head. So <laughs> I, took a, I took a picture the other day. We'd been, we'd been traveling somewhere and, uh, and she had five pairs of reading glasses in the car. And it was hilarious, you know, <laughs> like uh-huh. how many she can have. But anyway, oh, hey, that we is were gonna, something. That's uh, <laughs> kind of funny. It's kind of funny. But, you know, just go ahead and get glasses, glasses. Get your progressive lenses and be done with it. And she's exactly. sitting there saying, oh, I don't think so. But anyway, <laughs> we were going to talk about training your animals for the trail, your horses yeah. or your mules. So tell us about that. Well, you know, um, I, I think that that trail riding, you know, when we're out of the, uh, the safety and security of the arena, I I think, I, I, I think it's, uh, not just a trail mule. It, I think it's the, the, the big leagues. And, and I think there's a few things that I want my critters to be able to do, um, before they're, they're ready to go out on the trail. Uh, so I've been working with, with, with the cocoa bean for what, how long has it been, Gary? I had her all last year. I, I got her what yep. before the world ended in, in, in the fall of 19, I 2020. guess. 2020, 2020 yeah. 2019. No, not 2019. Because last year was yeah. the first year that I really worked her, you know, yeah. on the, on the, on the pack side. And, you know, I think I – now, I'm not saying I want to get another mule because I'm, I'm, I don't know if my wife is listening in or not. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but if I were to get another green critter, I think I would, I think I would do it a little bit different. Instead of uh, asking her to be a pack mule first and then a riding mule, I think I might mm, go the other way, way around. Yeah. I think I might. Uh, you know, I mean, if, if you can't – control something, you know, while you're in the saddle, why in the world do you think you can control it at the end of a, a, a of a rope, you know? Yeah. While you're yeah. in the saddle and your attention is six ways from Sunday. So yeah. I just think I might do it a little bit different. But uh, that's not saying Coco has any – well, she's got a lot of problems, mostly me, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's kind of long nights, but I just think I – 
think I may have asked a little bit more than I should have by doing a riding mule first, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, so, so I don't know. We'll see how she goes. But I've been riding her bareback for, I don't know, oh, I really? guess the past. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have a saddle that fits. Oh, uh, you've got a saddle coming in. Yeah. Yeah, coming coming in. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, Coco is, is wee tiny and small and cute. Um but none of my other mules are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so none of their clothes would fit. She didn't have any hand-me-downs that I could use on her. And, uh, I got and, you. Uh, even though I have natural balance in the saddle, you know. Uh, not so like much bareback? A, not so much bareback. It's like riding <laughs> a furry, slick, 55-gallon drum. And uh, and uh, so so looking forward to that coming in. But yeah, I've been riding her bareback, uh, just just around the house here, and uh, it's just coming along nicely. I finally got a, I finally figured out her gas button. Uh, really? For, for the longest time, you know, I get on her, and you know, everybody wants to you know flop their legs like a chicken wing, you know, bump 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 bump. And uh, and I, I didn't want to do that. Um, I, I figure there's a reason why why jockeys, you know, use the the the, the spanker on the rear end. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and a reason why why uh, bronc riders wear spurs and get underneath. Uh huh. <laughs> and I'm under no illusions, even though I have natural balance, that I could hang oh, on wow. if she decided. To, to start hopping, so oh, so it kind of took a little while to get her to you know when I squeeze, you know and, and, you know first first I lean forward ever so ever so small and then squeeze gently and you know cluck at her just a little bit like oh you want me to walk no problem, um, but that took a a, a little bit a, a real trainer I think would have gotten it in the in the first couple go arounds but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so just taking it slow and easy, but uh, but boy, she's got the nicest, um, you know, turns. You know, if when right. I ask her to to move the the hinds or or the or the the forwards, you know, right or left, she just spins and you know, just ever so nice. Oh, so, that's great. But momentum's the thing. So. <laughs> So when I Get ask her gas to turn, going. Does, yeah. I might keep going. <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez, jeez. So, but yeah, but getting Coco, um, you know, squared away for for trail riding is, it, it's 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 been a fun thing. Uh, yeah. You know, as, as much as I will admit, I, I'm not a big fan of, of groundwork. I do realize, even more now, just how important it is. Uh, and I'm glad that we had all that time last year and over the winter with the groundwork to get her uh, squared away. And, you know, now with the saddle coming in, uh, we're going to keep working on on me not falling off or sliding off <laughs> of the fat little thing and mm-hmm. just keep working on, you know, can I move the fronts and the hinds when I want? Can I control the speed? Uh, you know, all that good stuff before I start uh, really taking her out in earnest. I have this grand idea that, uh, well, I've got a uh, Ty Evans clinic that, that I'm attending hmm? in 
good heavens, at the end of the month, the first part of June. Utah? So just, uh, no. Wouldn't that be nice, though? <laughs> no, he's coming up here to uh, to Spokane area. Okay. And did I tell you I got voluntold that I was, like, organizing the thing? No. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, joy for me because I have so much spare time. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. No, at the last yeah. year's clinic, uh, he was the, – the people that normally put it on, um, they decided they wanted to take a, a, a break for a year and can't blame them. And, and then a dear friend of mine, Mr. John Hayes, I hope he's listening, um, he said, you know, Robert would like to help out with this. <laughs> And and, and me being me, instead of doing the smart thing and saying no, I said, well, okay, (laughs) what do Uh, I need to do? (laughs) So, but Coco and I, we're going to go to that one. Well, good. uh, good. So let me tell you, last, last last week, they had the Bryce Canyon Mule Days, just about. 45 minutes away from where I am right now. I thought you were back and, in Tennessee. No, well, we're back in Utah right now, and then we're going back to Tennessee in a couple more weeks. But, oh, uh, okay. Um, but Ty and his wife were some of the sponsors for the deal, and they had a mule sale on mm-hmm. Saturday. Mule sale on okay. Saturday. And these are trail mules, okay? Right. So, Bobby, what? you think the top-selling mule that I saw brought? Mm, $12,000. Uh, I'm going to say twenty. Twenty-seven thousand dollars Oh, my God. We were both far away. That's, wow. that's right. That is right. Isn't it's that pretty, crazy? Pretty, pretty strong. So, well, yeah. you know, trail horses, for everybody listening out there, Trail horses and trail mules have become very expensive again, thankfully. So I'm glad mm-hmm. to see that. But uh, so you just keep working on Coco, and, <laughs> and <laughs> you know you may or may not decide you want to get twenty seven thousand dollars for her. But anyway. well, she's so small that she would be half of that because she's only half. Uh, okay. So. All right. All right. She's half of it. Just just oh, thought I'd yeah. just thought I'd interject that. That was kind of an interesting thing. Oh, I bet you. I bet you. That was so so you're you're in Utah now, you're going back to Tennessee, but you're gonna be back in Utah for the for the big shindig in the fall. Well, yep, yeah, we're going back uh next month. We're gonna be here for the month of May and then we're going back to Tennessee and then we've got Rhonda that's going to be taking place in Tennessee, and okay. uh, and and then we'll be back probably in July to Utah, and then back to Tennessee, and then back in September. And you are uh, just racking up the frequent flyer miles. I'm telling you, the last trip that I took was so expensive flying and renting a car. You know about the car rentals right now, don't you? Oh yeah, car rentals. I've heard it's just completely insane. But they they're, sold off all crazy. their vehicles to make it through last year when nobody was traveling. And now you can't yeah. buy a new car. Now you can't buy a new car. 
and used cars are going up. But yep. uh, yeah, it was, it was so expensive the last trip. I think we're just going to drive back. Oh, there you go. You know, well, safe travels. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But uh, anyway, enough about that. Uh, let's talk about trail training. So okay. I know, I know that when I was just working with a young horse, I'd get out in front of the barn or maybe in a round pen area, and I spent time teaching one to back side pass and pay attention so I could use my legs instead of the reins as much. Yep. What do you do? Pretty much the same thing. Okay. Pretty much the same thing. I figure if I can control their feet with, with my seat and legs, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that's, that's, that's the thing, you know, if I, can I control their feet? Uh, and so that's why we work so hard with the groundwork. Uh, can I move the fronts? Can I move the hinds? And then that just progresses, you know, in a linear manner, I, I think, once you're in the saddle. You know, can I move the fronts? Can I move the hinds? Do I have a nice – do I have brakes? Do I have a gas pedal? Um, you know, do I have all that good stuff? before I start heading out any further. And then I, I, I just kind of as a matter of course, I try to throw as much stuff out in the paddocks as I possibly can anyway, you know, the bicycles, the, the, the backpacks, that type of thing, just to get to get them used to, to seeing odd things, you know. Right. Uh, but, but again, can I, can I move the legs that I want uh, when I want? Um, and, and it sounds, you know, simple and pretty straightforward. Well, I'm going to move the front, so I'm going to move the hinds. But, you know, can you move which front or which hind? Can I take one step? Last weekend, Celeste and I, we went to Riverside State Park here in Spokane. It's the actually the largest state park in Washington, and it's inside the city limits of all things. Wow. Um, yeah. The local backcountry horseman chapter, they've done a lot of work there. Um, and they've put in a, a an obstacle course, which is quite nice, uh, with a big tire so you can crawl up on top of it. And, you I know, saw look you really cool. Yeah. yeah. That took a few tries, but, you know, Ruger, he wanted to go up and over. <laughs> and uh, so it, it took a few tries that, you know, we could just one step at a time and get up and, and hang out for a little bit, at least long enough for Celeste to take a picture. So we were at least up there for a 60th of a second. Uh, and But they've also got a big arena uh, that, that you can go in and play in. And so we worked, I bet we worked for four hours last Saturday morning in that arena, and we didn't break out of a walk, but by golly, it was oh, – we spent pretty much the whole time, you know, can can I move the the, the, the right front? One right. step. One step. And can I do a circle? And then can I uh, – you're walking along, and Celeste said, all right, tell, tell me tell me when, when, when she's stepping out on, on, on the left foot. And I would go left. Left and half the time, so let's say no, no. <laughs> you know, can you feel what 
what foot is moving where? And yeah. then we, you know, yeah. progressed, you know, can you take two steps? So we would call out to one to, to one another, you know, two steps, three steps. And can you take one can you take that many steps without using your reins and just you know, pace it out and, and feel underneath you and and have them stop with just your your legs and your seat and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was incredibly hard for me because I guess I don't got well I think we all have to admit that I do have that no acid all disease so <laughs> I can't feel <laughs> no seat no yeah. seat huh? oh, so um, so trying to 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 feel like that um, and just. I, I, when Phyllis and I are talking, I, I tell her that it goes back to, to my sense of laziness. I want to do as little as possible. Um, so I, I don't want busy hands or busy legs. You know, I want to do as little as possible and have the critters, you know, do the work. That's why they get right. fed all winter. Um, right. And, and it, it's coming along. It, you know, a, after – you know, an intense session like that, and heavens, four days at the end of the month with Ty. Uh, wow! I think Coco's going to be going to be ready to to head out a little bit further. I'm trying to figure out on the schedule because we're heading in into the Pesaten, uh three times this year and into the Bob twice. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Well, after last year. I can't keep recycling stories <laughs> for the magazines. Uh, you know, hey, uh, I have a, I have a suggestion. Yeah. I have a suggestion for you for uh-huh. uh, for next month. Yeah. Uh, why don't you invite Ty to come on the show with you and let's talk a little bit about some of his training and what he's doing with the mules. I will do that. I I, that would, I, I need to call him anyways. I will do so. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a, that'd be a lot of fun. But uh, well, he might know, tell my secrets. Robert well, doesn't he have no seat. No seat. He has no seat. Uh, gosh. Well, you know, we've we've we talk a lot about different things with you, Robert. When we're on the sh- when we're on the show, we talk about trailer safety getting your trailer ready and we talk about how to prepare to be out on the trail and what cooking. equipment you need to take and cook in. There is nothing more important than what you have your seat on when you're on a trail. There's nothing more important than the horse yep. that you're riding. You know, that so is it's so true. Yeah. So we're gonna play a song called Horses Freedom by Mary Kay Holt and when we come back we're gonna talk more about trail training for your horse with Robert Eversoul and Bobby may want to talk about what she loves to check out because she's always on Robert's page. We'll be back (laughs) on the Saddle of America. (laughs) Heard about a land where the cowboys came Taped a picture on the wall from a magazine Got a renegade heart beating in his chest Gonna beg till I borrow his way out west And I see all day drawing on and on Gonna learn the way of a native son Gonna turn the head of all who see him And he's riding on 
about a mile Throw a leg over with a squint and a smile No paper money can pay them dues Just dragging cabs and building loops And it's the stage on and on and on Gonna learn the way of a native I'm bringing us back. You're bringing us <laughs> Mary back. Mary Kay, Horse Called Freedom from her brand new CD, Frontier. Such a great, great um, album. So we're talking with Robert Eversall, also known as the Trailmeister. And um, he's got a great Facebook page. You can just friend him and check out Robert Eversall. And he also is known as the Trailmeister. And there's a fantastic website that must take him hours to maintain um, trailmeister.com and that's another terrific resource for you. So Robert, I spend some time always before we meet and I go kind of through the website and I look at what's going on on your Facebook page and you had an interesting article with a video on tying pack mules together, pigtails and breakaways. You yeah. want to tell us a little bit about that? 
I, I can do that. Well, you know that, that website that, that takes me hours every day? That's true. That's why I have to get my new glasses. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, I have but, special yeah, glasses so. to wear for the computer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The blue blockers. Oh my! Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so pigtails and breakaways. Um, and I never messed with pigtails and, and breakaways until really last year. I mean, if I was pulling a string for the florist or somebody like that, and then we had them tied up. But if you're going to have more than one pack mule, if you're you know pulling one, more than one animal behind you, or ponying more than one animal. How are you going to connect those two? Uh, even though the folks in Iceland, they ride, I don't know how many abreast. Uh, you know, here we try to keep them lined out behind us in single file row. Um, and to do that, we have these things called pigtails that attach from one saddle to another. And they're just uh, a way to tie the lead from one animal to the, to the tail of another. Um, and actually, I think back in the day, they actually tied to the tails from one animal to another. Wow. Um, oh, I imagine, yeah, I, I think there's a good reason they don't do that anymore because we like to see some hair on our critters' tails. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that could be uh, <laughs> real interesting real quick. Um, so, so these pigtails, these connection points, if you will, I guess there's a – well, like anything, there's a, a whole bunch of different ways to do it. I've seen some folks more than happy. They just tie uh, a piece of rope to to the back of the pack saddle, you know, to the arches uh, or, or to the frame. And I guess that could, could work. Uh, it, what I like to do instead is I like to take a, a bit of, you know, not heavy rope, maybe – three-eighths inch uh, rope, and I tie that to the cinch rings. So that way, when the animal behind pulls back, if it should, the the pressure isn't, you know, on the top of the saddle pulling down right into the critter's kidneys, mm-hmm. uh, but it's mm-hmm. pulling up on the cinch rings. So I think, it, theoretically, I think it should be a little easier on them. Um, and since my, my girls, they don't get to pick when they go out. I want, when we go, I want it to be the happy place. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want the trail to be the happy place. I'm honest. Um, and so I, I tie mine to the cinch ring so that if there's pressure, it pulls up. Um, and then since that's a permanent connection point, um, I want to have a way to attach, um, you know, the, animal, the the rear animal to the front one. And I could just take my lead and tie it on to, to that piggin. Um, but if you think about it, that's an awful strong connection point. That would be what we call a, a hard tie. And so the weak point in that connection would be that, that piggin assembly. But that's got a breakaway strength of about 3,500 pounds. Uh, oh, wow. You know, polyester, three-eighths inch polyester rope, that's skookum strong if we want to well, quote the sailor. That's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, six six cocos? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and my truck. So wow. I want to have a, a fuse in the assembly, just like we have fuses in the electrical system at home. 
you know, in case something were to go wrong, I want that fuse to pop before the house burns down. There you go. Um, and it's really the same way with, with our critters. I, I want a fuse in case um, – so I, when, when I'm on the trail last year, and I'm going to continue this year, um, I'm going to have Coco – I'm going to have my hand on her lead um, because, well, she's Coco, and, and her mind wanders occasionally. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to have Ellie tied to her. But if, if Ellie were to stumble um, or, heaven forbid – you know, fall off the side of the hill. I have not her to take, that. Yeah, I, I, I don't want her to take Coco with her. Uh, yeah. It's bad enough that mm-hmm. she may fall or stumble, but I want something in that system to break before, you know, she were to pull somebody down with her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so to do that, I... I'm cheap. I used to use balance twine, but you can't find Manila, you know, natural fiber balance twine anymore. <laughs> you know, the, well, the balance twine I made by it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. all synthetic, and it's yeah. terribly strong. And, uh, well, what comes on my bales that I get now, it's bright pink, which I don't have a problem with, um, <laughs> but it's it's super strong. And... And so, you know, you, you try to unwind it. I like my breakaways to break at about 100 pounds, you know, maybe up to 150 pounds. So really not a whole lot. Um, I would much rather have, you know, somebody pop that lead and decide to get some grass or something rather than have a worse problem down down the way. Um, right, right. And so I found myself going to the hardware store and getting a uh, just a, a roll of, you know, natural fiber twine <laughs> from the hardware store. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I could use the, you know, unravel the uh, the the balance twine, but you know, it's synthetic, and at the end of a trip, you'd you'd have a little uh, cookie crumb trail of bright pink or bright yellow twine going up and down the way. And I like to pretend that I'm the first person there. <laughs> that, would, that would ruin the ambiance. So so I go with uh, natural fiber stuff, and, and I just play uh, each time I get a new roll with, you know, how much do I have to unravel it triple with. Um, so that's... That's picking strings and breakaways, Bobby. <laughs> there you go, Bobby. Okay, I got that figured out now. <laughs> well, I'm glad you do because I sure don't. You're still uh, working on that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Gosh. But, you know, and I think uh, the whole pig and string breakaway thing, I think it would have relevance even if you're not into packing. Say you went on a trail ride with some friends. And somebody departed the trail ride early. You know how are you going to get their critter back uh, to camp? And, and from that, I speak of, you know, from firsthand experience when when I had, had my experience with gravity down in in Oregon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How yeah. how could Kim have gotten Ruger back? You know. Right. So I, I think it's something that whether you pack or not. How can I pony a critter behind me safely? You know, so 
just you know just just food for thought there that is good food for thought and the other thought that i have is is that uh that may be something that you need to practice with your saddle horse is ponying behind another horse you know exactly exactly uh and that is something that that uh, I work on with with Ruger and 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 Minning uh, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, Ruger's used to pulling a string by now, but he does not like being the guy in behind. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so periodically, I'll settle up my wife's little Icelandic mare, the only horse on the property, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll ride her and. You know, see how it goes with Ruger behind, and you know he he lines out eventually, but boy, he sure doesn't like it. He wants yeah. to, his job is to be in front, gosh darn it, and you gotta try to convince him otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been an interesting conversation today, Mr. Robert Everton. Why thank so you very much. So we've gone we've gone from glasses to leading our pack stock and our horses. So that's kind of a broad ranging show. Bobby, next (laughs) time, next time we'll have to visit with Ty a little bit, but you also need to, you need to quit Robert on some great new recipes, I think, because people are getting out on the trail, you know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't, yeah, he didn't have. I didn't find anything, Robert. You well, haven't been I, baking or cooking. Well, I have been thinking about cooking a lot, and I've been practicing. You know, you don't put it on the YouTube for posterity until you've got a little bit more of a handle. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe we can get some recipes too. There you go. Next time we'll talk about uh, back. Backcountry uh, pop tarts. Oh wow! That's something All right. All right. Robert, always fun to talk with you. Always fun to talk with you, and always so great information. Trailmeister dot com is the website to go and look at, and follow, and get all of your hints and find all the best places to trail ride and, and layover. So, Robert, thank you so much. Thank you. You guys have a fabulous rest of the month, and I look forward to the second Thursday of June. And Man, this I'll, year's going, isn't it? It's isn't flying. It's going? flying by. Ooh, yeah. It's flying. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, we'll see you then. And right now, let's listen to Who's of the Horses with Wiley and the Wild West. We'll be back with Bobby Bell in just a minute. Thank Thanks, Robert.
With scarlet and silk for their banners above They're swifter than fortune Sweeter than love under the weather weren't doing too well i was but that just meant i was getting all the more protected is what i hear that you know so that's good so it's good well you're pretty well protected then yep (laughs) yeah but i'm still practicing as we should you know i still mask and social distance and do and do all of that why not you know? <laughs> well, that's good. Well, if people will do what they're supposed to do, if they'll get their shots, and if they'll be careful, uh, we can kind of whip this thing and, and get back to a normal life. And it's starting to get that way. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And we've we've got a great show next week. Mr. Ryan Fritz is going to be with us. He's got a brand new CD. So we'll be talking mm-hmm. with Ryan from Canada, our Canadian cowboy friend, and uh, visiting with him and, and a actress and cover girl model, Jennifer O'Neill, will be joining us on Saddle Up America, and we'll be talking with her about her equine therapy program for our military PTSD. So we're looking forward to having Ryan on the show on the, the Campfire Cafe, and then Jennifer O'Neill will be with us on Title of America, and um, we're really looking forward to that. 
What have you got going on as far as out west and your charity benefits right now? Well, um, through the month of May, have you shopped the Hero Collection, specific um, merchandise collection? Then um, the donation is going to the Freedom Service Dogs of America. And uh, we just yesterday installed a brand new search finder on our website in the search box now. It's actually pretty cool. I'll be doing a lot of work with it to make it even more effective, but it's really cool. And you can find things even more easily than before. So that's that's very cool. So, yeah. That's good. That's what we that got going good. on. That mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. And Rendezvous East, Rendezvous 2021, is getting close. We're just a little over a month away from Rendezvous in Tennessee at the Circle E Guest Ranch. And it will be trail riding, music concerts, horse clinics, shopping, chili cook-off. Chili cook-off. I wish you guys were closer so Jim could do his chili. (laughs) But uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, and that's to benefit the Mustang Heritage Foundation and Hope and Healing at Healing Glade. And that actually is Jennifer O'Neill's organization where they do equine therapy with uh, our military with PTSD. So that's coming up. Be sure and visit our website, equestrianlegacy.net, to learn more about Rendezvous 2021, both Rendezvous East in Tennessee and then Rendezvous West at Bryce Canyon uh, coming up in September. So be sure and visit the website for that. We'll remind you that all of the shows are archived. You can listen to our shows now on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and, of course, our website to catch all the archived podcasts on all of our shows going back eight years, Bobby, eight years. Mm-hmm. That's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was a young guy when I started doing this thing. <laughs> Oh gosh, it does, it does, and it's a lot of fun. We always have such great guests and so much fun talking to them. Uh, You always have such great closing thoughts. So what do you have for us today? Well, today is National Apple Pie Day. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I found two quotes. One is by Jane Austen. Good apple pies are a considerable part of our domestic happiness. Uh-huh. And the other one is apple pie is like duct tape. It fixes everything. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> apple pie with a big glass of milk or a good cup of coffee would just fix everything up right now. I'm kind of getting a little bit hungry, too, so I have to eat after that. Hey, we're going to close out the show today with a great song from Mr. Corb Lund. Corb was a guest, I guess, last year on the show, and he did one called Cows Around. So, Bobby, let's listen to Cows Mm -hmm. Around by Corb Lund, and we will see you next week on the radio. Have a great week. Everything is better with some cows around. 
in town sometimes brings me down. Let me bestow this Western blessing and share what I have found. May you always have cows around. What else you gonna spend that extra money on? What else is gonna get you up hours before dawn? What else is gonna keep you toiling on and on and on? Man, you always have cows around. Come on, you know that you got too much time on your hands. Not merely enough complication in your plans. You need to invite all of the frustration that you can. Man, you always have cows around. Everything is better Cows around Living in town Sometimes brings me down Let me bestow this western blessing Leave you settle down For you always have cows around What else could make the bishop swear Like a sailor might What else can cause such tension Between a man and his wife What else could ever bring all these enhancements to your life? May you always have cows around. What else is gonna get out when you don't close the gate? What else will make you prematurely show your age? What else will take a run at you in a fit of bovine rage? May you always have cows around. Well, everything is better Living in town sometimes brings me down And although this western blessing leaves you cattle bound May you always have cows around What kind of cows, Corp? Well, there's Herbert Hyde and Simmental, West Black and Maine and Juki and Nina Limousine, Shorthorn, Charlie, Watusi, too. Texas, Longhorn, Corey, and Romaniola, Galloway. And Angus, Brahma, Brangus, Jersey, Guernsey, Holstein, hey! You might have had to let them dig for oil and gas You might have had to turn the place to an exotic game ranch You might have had to do all kinds of things to raise the cash So you'd always have cows around Well, how else you gonna lose it all like daddy did? What else will make sure you leave nothing for your kids? It's too late now, you know it is, you might as well admit That you're the badly flawed and sentimental masochisticness And that despite all the statistics and the advice that you get You will always have cows around, yeah Everything is better with cows around Living in town sometimes brings me down Well, you won't know what you're missing until you hear that sound. May you always have cows around. May you always have cows around. 